Give me head, babe. <laughs> Another edition of the Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, the Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty. Once again, I've got Benny with me. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. good. Lukey, along for the ride again, mate. How are you? Good, as always. Back up in this. Yep, yep. Nice one, nice one. Lads, a bit to chew through uh, over the weekend. Some some pretty good footy to digest and uh, yeah, some good super coach for, for two-thirds of the crew here over the course of the weekend. We'll get into that uh, a bit later on. But uh, before we do, uh, let's pop the top off one. Brothy with the boys. Brothy with the boys. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. Brothy with the boys. Broth, brothy with the boys. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Benny, what you drinking tonight, mate? Uh, nothing special, mate. Just in a rush home, so just back on these Sahi Super Dries that were in the fridge from the weekend. So that's uh, that's all right. Easy to drink and pretty tasty. Yeah, can't argue with that, mate. Can't argue with that. Loki, I'm on the uh, Zytho Brewing again, Tropical Pot Pale Ale, which um, tends to pop up from time to time in my joints. So. I had the actual choice between that and the Asahi Super Dry 500ml cans, which I nabbed from the uh, from the old boy's house after his birthday do on the weekend. <laughs> nabbed a couple of uh, silver bullets, so but now I've gone with the Zythos tonight. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Yeah, there's the uh, the classic stitch up from uh, from Mum there on the weekend. Uh, said that she had some uh, sendits for us, some Black Ops sendits, which is just a which is just a standard uh, 4.2, but she's gone the Super Hornets. Which is an eight point seven, which is two, <laughs> gotcha. two yeah, two point seven <laughs> standard drinks, and so uh, yeah, there was an Uber home that night, that's for sure. Or Lukey, you ended up giving us a lift home, didn't you? So that was well, uh, that tells you what state you needed to know how you got home. <laughs> yeah. you, you were well cooked when I rocked up. <laughs> well, we only have to have three of those, and you almost had nine beers, and I reckon I did that in probably the first hour and a bit. So. Um, yeah, no, good drop. But tonight I'm just on the uh, the mountain goats. I got a carton of mountain goats for uh, fifty bucks the other day, so I can't argue there. So yeah, nice. it's a uh, it's a good drop. So good stuff. Lads, a few uh, a few key topics around the uh, the rugby league over the weekend um, to discuss. Look, you wanted to have a bit of a chat around the bunker inconsistency. So obviously there's a few things at play here obviously their decisions on penalties and and in infractions and things like that but also uh you know foul play and stuff has come under the spotlight a little bit and how they could uh potentially get more involved around that piece and there was a bit of a bit of a shit look when uh, Pereira tried to take Teddy's head off um you know during during the game there on Sunday that uh they could have had a bit more influence on um is that where you're kind of heading with that yeah, yeah, and look, um, a, 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 a few things that have been, um, I've noticed what they're ruling on with knock-ons and stuff like that on captain challenges and things like that. Um, they seem to be using these uh, KPIs or these indicators to determine whether it's a knock-on or knock-back by saying his hand was in front of the ball or his hand was behind the ball. Like, do they not 
understand the way physics works. Like your hand can be in front of the ball and still project it forwards. Like, and my case in point, I, I had two instances over the weekend. There was the the play leading up to the Kafusi Origin Oregon Kafusi try from Parramatta on Friday night, where there was a, 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 a there was a kick bomb contested, and the Parramatta fella had his hand in front of the ball but it ricocheted off his hand and went forward clearly but they used their indicator and just automatically said ruled it a, a knock back so to me that's basically saying well it's no longer about the trajectory of the ball and how it travels forward or back it's about where your hand was when it touched it which is bullshit because then on Sunday Ar- Sunday Arvo in the Tigers game Nofaluma yeah. attempted an intercept attempted an intercept and got it before the it hit the ground, and by their indicator, his hand was in front of the ball, projected it backwards, but they were saying that it, it went forward because he never maintained control after the initial knock forward. So you cannot knock a ball forward, then back, is what they say. It's just rubbish. Like, I, I, I don't get it. So then you've got the inconsistencies on the high shots, and you're looking at Pereira for his one, and then you got to look at Josh Curran. Now, Josh Curran um, has has hit... Uh, was it Rob Jennings that he cleaned up? George Jennings, yeah. George Jennings that he cleaned up. He head clashed. But the first contact was into his chest. And then the heads clashed. But now he's got to go to the judiciary and defend himself there. And now there's this narrative and this talk around, oh, we've got to relook at, um, you know, recalibrate how we look at... Uh, concussions and stuff like that, but a head clash is a head clash. He didn't do the Dylan Napper where he attacked him head first because the first contact was into the chest, right? And then there's the Talakai one as well. Now, I saw a still shot of Talakai hitting him with his shoulder into the chest. His head is then whiplashed into Talakai's shoulder as it's come forward, and they're using that as him hitting his head. Like... Any He's getting six weeks you. for that too, man. I know. Fucking any, six weeks. Any doctor can tell you that you can get concussion from a whiplash. You don't even need contact on the head. And to me, I'm not a doctor, but I'm looking at that and I saw a still shot of Talakai's first contact and it hit him just below the throat in the chest and it forced his head to jolt forward into Talakai's shoulder. But I think Talakai's had to take the plea because it's just such a, a, a large... Um, suspension and there's so much margin for error that he could go and get Luttrell he could do the same you know go down there and they just go nut nut we don't see it the way you do it's subjective and we've just gone boom and he gets six weeks so he's going to have to take the plea and it's just this isn't ref blaming because I'm not worried about what the refs on the field do they've got to make decisions in a split second and that's why we're talking about the bunker I was watching that Warriors storm game and they, there was angles where you could see the head clash. They were replaying angles. So the bunker has to have footage of that. Why couldn't they get in there and go, oh, hey, ref, it's actually a head clash. Okay. So whatever action you're going to take, um, you know, what's the, prob- what's the point with stopping the game? He was injured anyway. So they needed to stop it for his injury. So then they go, okay, we're going to play on. It's just... We pay $2 million for this bunker. They fucking don't get it right. And it's underutilized. So, well, And I think uh, the other thing too is Crichton's hit on Clune was pretty much identical to to uh, Talakai's as well. He yep. came in. He did, he did wrap that left arm to an extent. But I'm pretty sure 
Clune's head whiplashed into Crichton's arm. And yep. it was it was leading with the shoulder. Now with with Talakai, I'm happy for Talakai to see a couple of weeks because there was literally no attempt to make a tackle there. It was a shoulder charge, yep. right? Like there it was a shoulder charge, and we've got to take that in its merit and say, well, the shoulder charge is illegal in the game, so he needs to be sanctioned for that. But didn't get him in the head. Absolutely no. didn't get him in the head. It was just a decent, yeah. It was a, it was a shoulder charge that went right but went wrong. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very frustrating. What's your take on it, Benny? It's starting to rub some people up the wrong way, these inconsistencies in, in uh, high shots and stuff. Like you, like, you look at Talakai's and he's getting six weeks and you look at Karen's and he's looking at two weeks and um, someone else looking at three weeks. And Pereira. Got, Pereira's got... Yeah, now Pereira's getting done for three weeks for what he did because of loading. Because of loading. So he... They only got him for two weeks, right? But then you look at what Latrell did, and he gets four. See, his was loading too, though, and and the challenge. But I I, I reckon so. Latrell's got other issues there that probably need to be taken into fact. But what about the Momorowski one? There's no way that Momorowski's was anywhere near as uh, reckless. Pereira's, as, Pereira's. Was like, as as reckless as they come. Oh, that was P- just Pereira. fucking swing the arm. Pereira should be getting at least four to five weeks for that. Uh, look, Broncos, Tigers and Raiders, uh, you know, three of the worst teams in the comp right at the moment in terms of form. Um, there's some recruitment and retention issues that are coming into the spotlight around these three clubs at the moment. Broncos specifically because uh, they're not proactive in the open player market. I mean, there's been some whispers around maybe Adam Reynolds, potentially, but uh, they've lost a lot of key players over the last couple of years. Uh, again, this year, this this week, it was highlighted with Reese Walsh having a great debut for, for uh, the Warriors down there in Melbourne on Anzac Day. Tom Dearden's left. I don't see that as much of a, an issue because he really didn't set the world on fire while he was there. But They've let a lot go, and I think that uh, I think Sam Walker, Sam, oh Sam Walker, and and Lukey, I was, uh, you know, there's a, there's a well publicised story out there. Go and find it on Fox Sports around the interview process around Sam Walker because it's it's harrowing if you're a Broncos fan. It's absolutely harrowing, um, you know. So they've got definitely got some issues. The Tigers are another one. Um, haven't really been that active. They're kind of picking up bits and pieces from uh, other clubs, and they're not seeing any success. Uh, and the Raiders, too. Uh, they haven't really grabbed anyone of note uh, in the last couple of years. Ryan James is their biggest signing in the offseason, but they did let Nick Kotrick go as well. Uh, and unfortunately, they're uh, struggling with their outside back stocks at the moment, too, um, with Klockstad going down and the uh, the lack of depth that they've got. So, Benny, what's your take on all of that, mate? <laughs> if I had to tell you right now, out of the Broncos, Tigers and the Raiders, who will be the next to win a comp? Who would you say? Um, the Bulldogs? No, wait, like, <laughs> none of them. None of them. At the moment, none of them. Raiders look like they're the best and, you know, they have the most um, the most potential to at least match it with the top four. But I don't see the Raiders winning anytime soon. They obviously got beaten by the Cowboys on the weekend and, you know, there's, there's things wrong at all the clubs. The poor Broncos, man, like, you look at... Well, not the poor Broncos. They fucked up. They let Sam Walker go a while back. They let Reese Walsh go recently. They kicked Benji out the door, back to the Tigers. You think if they had all three of those on board, Walsh at fullback, Benji at six, Walker at seven, mate, that's a different team. So, 
there's at least uh, hope, isn't there? There's there's yeah, there's, like, there's enough to they've for got fans a good, to be they've optimistic. got a decent forward pack. Oh, decent to work pack. They've got a fucking it's, sensational exact, forward exactly. pack. Exactly. But, you know, they're playing decent. You know, they're not playing out of their skin. Payne Haas is the exception. Um, but it's it's enough for decent halves to work behind. They need to. They really need to challenge challenge the market for halves uh, in the open season here. And the problem is they're going up against some cashed-up clubs who have cleared the decks. Yeah, definitely. Um Look, I think with the Raiders, the Raiders are in a pickle similar to the Tigers. They just have better talent there. Um, and so it looks better on paper, but I think when you look at all the pieces that's there, uh, to me it actually paints a pretty pretty bleak piece. And I think the worst piece that they've got there, and there's probably two pieces, is Ricky Stewart and Don Ferner. Ricky Stewart's been there for so long that he's just doing it his way. Um, and yeah, he, he invested in this, this, the English talent that he's brought over here. The third person on that list would be Josh Hodgson. And obviously it's quite publicized that he's stifling the attack for the halves. But if Ricky's not going to pull that into line, then you're basically wasting your two other halves. Jack White needs to be the one. He's the best ball runner that you've got at the club and the most dangerous player. He's your Tommy Turbo or Tedesco. And like, I know he's not as good as those guys, but he could be. So, but they're basically pinning him to fucking 25 meters, 30 meters of the field. He can only play from left upright to left sideline. You know what I mean? And that, that that's his, that's where he lives. Why not put him at fullback and have him popping up everywhere? You know what I mean? Um... It's just this, oh, no, Jack White's a six now. He's won the Daily Ms to put him there. Well, no, it's not working for your club. So, to me, the Canberra Raiders are probably the closest, but that's only because they only need to make a few subtle changes, probably bring in one or two players, and then maybe have a new new philosophy on coaching, and they're there because they've already got some talent. Um, but the Tigers and Broncos, whew, where do you even start? I mean, the Tigers are still blaming Cleary. So that's that's their problem. You know, like they've recruited five players on good coin since Cleary that are part of the problem. I mean, Joe O's only, what, seven games into his career. But still, you know, I mean, if he, if you can't make it at a club like Brisbane, eh, there's probably some red flags there. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. With the Raiders, their premiership window is still slightly ajar, but I reckon it's got one to two years in it tops. And they have to recruit and, 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 and you know, add some more pieces to, to take advantage of that. Broncos, I think they'll come good in the next two to three years, but it was interesting to see Steve Renoff call out Broncos recruiting. Uh, and I put recruiting in inverted commas because... I think it was a direct dig at Lockyer, really. Um, I think he kind of heads up their recruitment and retention up there. Well, he's got his you know, fingers in that pie anyway. Uh, the Tigers, well, they're in all sorts. They're absolutely in all sorts. If they can't lure uh, a big-ticket player like a Sean Johnson or an Adam Reynolds or someone like that, they're, they're in for a long couple of years, I think. So... All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, let's get into our game reviews from the weekend. When you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. So, 
Loki, you can kick us off, obviously, with your result in the head bin, mate. How did you go? Yeah, I did get the win again against the Madman, who was coming first, and um, I obviously benefited from the uh, the Teddy HIA, uh, as he captained him and um, sort of brought his weekend undone. I ended up lo- uh, winning by about 90 points in the end. So, yeah, um, it was a good win for me because I needed it um, coming off a loss to Baz the week before, and obviously my matchups weren't great against him, so... Got the uh, got the W and and um, sort of sitting up there, I think, in second place at the moment. So it's always good, especially um, I get Maddo back this week, albeit by the bench. So it will be interesting to see how that happens. And obviously with Trell on the sidelines, so can't argue with a win. And you know what? Don't give a shit that Teddy had a head knock. Happens to everyone. Everyone has bad luck during the year. So don't sit and cry to me about the shit. It's the luck of the draw. You know, I lost to Meadows a couple of weeks ago, and he got doubles off every player that he, that played from Saturday night onwards. So. Yeah, yeah, have a cry, Googs, mate. It's what happened. Sucked in. You got you got Teddy round one, pick one, and you've won games off the back of it. So you deserve to lose one off the back of it too. <laughs> Vicious. <laughs> and feed him. Yeah. And but, Luki, you were uh, you were panicking a bit when uh, Jerome Hughes started to light it up in the first half, though. Don't don't act like you weren't stressing balls. Oh, I was. Were... It was unbelievable. Like he he and and that was and and preceding that, he actually texted. The group chat saying, "Oh, Lukey's been kissed on the dick because Teddy had a HIA," and then I said, "Oh well, let's see what Jerome Hughes and um, Kenny Bromwich do." And Jerome Hughes pumps out a 140. All he needed was Jerome Hughes to to potentially get another 30 more points. Kenny Bromwich to maybe you know Kenny Bromwich needed to have a hell of a game. He could have made up that 90 points easily. Um, in in those last, you know, in the second half of that game, but it wasn't to be. So yeah, yeah, I was panicking, but at the end of the day, you get out of those ones in the skin of your teeth, and then if you're not throwing chat, then you're not playing super coach, are you? Nah, that's fair. That's fair. Betty, how'd you go on the weekend, mate? Uh, not well, as we know. That's all right. These things happen. I've uh, shit happens, mate. It's one of those things I copped another bloke on a decent week and um, got lost 743 to 901 I was a pretty dismal performance from my Storm players well Grant only got me a 33 and Jennings got fucking knocked out and then I dropped Remus Smith for George Jennings during the week knowing that over the last sort of seven weeks of the comp um, or six weeks of the comp before that round Jennings was being getting the one scoring all the tries getting all the points they were skipping Smith and I was like alright I'll just light up Jennings. I'll drop Smith. And then my opponent, Meadows, picked up Smith. Jennings got knocked out and Smith went to the wing and got all the points. So Smith got him a nice uh, 109 points. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what do you do? Like, I, I started out the, the weekend all right. And then, yeah, near Corey, got a 40, which I wasn't, yeah, it happens. Um, and then from there on, Paseca, Laurie, Dewey all went fucking shit house. And, yeah, my Storm players went shit house. So that was it. There's nothing more to say, mate. My team's dog shit, and I've pretty much put the queue in the rack for the season. So I'm taking player bets in our fucking uh, head bin at the moment. And I've got a player bet on this weekend with my co opponent from last weekend. It's uh, Angus Crichton versus Tarek Sims up against the flimsy defence of Adam Dewey. So I expect to lose that as well, and um, probably lose Angus Crichton, and then. <laughs> You will be firmly in the rack do, after that. Do not like. I do not like. I don't part of care, part man. of it, part of it is because of. I would have thought like uh, a Lolo versus Crichton kind of. Uh, sorry, like a 
uh, yeah, Lolo versus Crichton kind of bet would have been the idea, but uh, yeah, you're just gonna hand you're just gonna hand deliver Crichton to Meadows. Oh well, I'm stoked about it. <laughs> So I don't. Stoic. I don't care, mate. Honestly, my my season's over. I can't make the. I can't make the top five or whatever we're running this year. So I'm just like, nah, it's all good. Just may as well have some fun with it and enjoy it. If I lose players in the process, then I lose players in the process. And I've noticed uh, you've had a couple of other offers, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's, well. it's it's bread. It's bread. Uh, player this bets. Is, this it's, is what I asked for. The, the the comp has come alive with player bets, but blokes are throwing out rubbish stuff too. Like yeah, nobody wants to cry Don't fuck off, Dino. Fuck off, mate. Yeah, all right. Well, I actually I actually think his logic's okay. Don't like. I, it. I, don't, I, I don't rate Stephen Crichton, mate. I hate him, so I don't want him. Yeah, but That's it's all in your favour though. That's all in your favour because Kelly's playing the Broncos. Crichton's got Manly. Kelly's been fucking dog shit. So if if the, you could win Crichton here, man. But who do I swap him out for? Who do, who do I drop? Trade him what? to someone else who needs a centre winger for something that you need. Nah, I'm not taking two player bets in one weekend. Oh, this well, could then, be a good little uh, initiative though that might sort of spark a bit more sort of stuff like that. And you know, at the end of the day, our comp is dog shit for trading. Um, we've always sort of said that, so this might be a way to sort of stimulate mate, stuff. If, if I've got to, if I've got to sacrifice my season completely, like and give myself absolutely no chance, let alone a slim chance, you know what I mean? to get something like this going fucking small price to pay yep well you're a martyr but you know what I'll sit back and watch my own my only issue with it is that you are going to lose this and it got and the beneficiaries meadows yeah the one yeah, bloke who I fucking off. I'd rather I'd rather you do it with Googs that that and that's saying something that's saying something I'd rather but Meadows is going to get it he's going to get Crichton and he'll probably finish on top of me for the season <laughs> Oh, I just so yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do. I'll do the. I'll do the Angus. Uh, the Stephen Crichton one. As well. Yep. Fuck it. Why not? All right. I'm not scared. I'll, I'll do two in a week. It's all good. Okay. Watch more people oh, come we'll at me after this too. <laughs> I'll get yeah, everyone we'll coming we'll, at me. Well, th- th- this might be a thing if you're sort of in a position where you're like, okay, well, I need something to stimulate my interest back in the comp this year. Because oh, 100 mate. It's pretty hard to cop. When I'm just like, I, I, there's not, there's not a lot I can do. I'm only trading out decent players for nobodies, so yep. um, I'm kind of stuck at the moment, and we'll just have to see where this takes me. If it takes me further down the bottom, it's all good. All right, let's let's uh, let's see how it goes. So I won on the weekend. Nice. Good <laughs> 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 uh, Thanks, thanks. Yes. Bye bye. Uh, nearly, nearly two hundred. Oh no! Well, that's what happens with me and wins. It doesn't come for free. I had to fucking. I gave up my best centre winger, which was uh, obviously heading into um, the last game. The bloke I was playing had one player left, had Olam, and was ahead of me by twenty points. I had two players. I had Brandon Smith and uh, Mamalo. Mamalo to play. Uh, now I was worried that. Uh, Olam's going to go nuts against the the Warriors and potentially put on like 70 or 80 and then it was going to be too close. I had Sam Walker's 125 on my bench. So I had to sacrifice someone and unfortunately it was Ken Mamalo. 
because uh, up until then he had not been setting the world on fire at all you know knocking out 50s with tries and, and line breaks and stuff so I sacrificed him and Luke and I you were talking and we are basically like there's no way he's getting anywhere near 100 tonight anyway <laughs> and so we've dropped him he's knocked out a, a Hattie and uh, yeah look I won anyway because I picked up the 120 odd from uh, from Walker and picked it up uh, picked up the win quite comfortably in the end by 60 or 70 but uh, unfortunately I've sacrificed Mamalo now and the one bloke who we thought wouldn't get him yesterday morning or this morning has got him so yeah Googs has been alert to it he's, he was top of waivers and he's uh, he's picked up Mamalo so anyway I've got the win I'm 4-3 and three now so can't complain too much you do what you got to when you've uh, when you got blokes out like Pappy and things like that so to get a win so Lukey Legends League, mate, how do we go? And how are we going for the season? Yeah, we got another win. We uh, had Wilson from Supercoach this this round. So, you know, obviously he's the uh, the poster child for, for for draft. In the draft world, he's the uh, the representative or the figurehead. So um, we ended up getting him by, oh, look, if I said it was about 60 points, 40 to 60 points, something like that. Um, we sort of had him done for most of the weekend and he he had a decent uh, Sunday that sort of got him a bit closer than what the matchup showed so we made a few pickups during the week that kind of really got us the win in the end it was sort of really uh, I guess good fortune a little bit of it and um, yeah sort of worked out well for us so we ended up getting the win in the absence of Tohu Harris and Takiyaho, which we had sitting on the pine this week, we we're still able to, to overcome that. So we're now actually in first place. So, you know, didn't didn't think that that would be the case. Obviously, only a third of the season gone. And yeah, so probably looked need to start looking at maybe making a few changes to the team where we, we can. Nothing too drastic, because obviously the team sort of held strong up until now. But I, I, I don't believe, as I've said all along, our team's the one that's going to win the grand final in its current state. So we might have to look to start... Maybe selling high and moving a few things around just to see if we can uh, uh, stay dynamic and not stagnant. So, yeah. So, first place at the moment. Yeah. Does the, this is the team that I'm actually interested in now as our League League team. I'm, my team's gone, so I'm kind all of in. Like, oh, all, in. all in on the Legends League. I'll weigh in on everything we have to do in there, but yeah, I've got, I've got nothing for my team now. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. All right, lads. Uh, once again, we're here for TLT, so let's... Uh, Let's run through some stuff. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. All right, Benny, you're going to kick us off with the uh, Raiders versus the Rabbits on Thursday night. Yep, Thursday night, 7.50 p.m. at GIO. Um, weather is looking about... Ooh, what do they say? 14 degrees and partly cloudy, so not too cold considering it's Canberra. Um, so the bunnies won't mind that, and I'm predicting a Rabbitohs win fairly comfortably here, especially with fucking freak Benji Marshall at six. Um, could tear those edges apart again like he did last week, but uh, as for changes to the Raiders, Croker's uh, out with a shoulder inj- injury, and that brings Sebastian and Chris into the centres off the wing, which is a much better option uh, for the Raiders because Croker's fucking shitty ass. Um, Bailey Simonson's somehow come back onto the wing as well. Surely Matthew Tomoko's due a shot, but somehow Simonson's back on. He missed last week's game due to a head knock. Now, Josh Papali is being arrested 
uh, as it says here, but it seems like he's been dropped. Um, and he's been his place on the bench has been taken by Joseph Tarpanay, and then Hodgson's probably another week away. So Starling still holds down that number nine spot. Havili is going to spell him if he needs to, but um, Starling's a definite interesting one for Supercoach, at least for the next week or two. Um, as for the Rabbitohs, he's named the same 17 players from last week. Um, Totolo suffered a head knock and failed his HIA, has to pass through concussion protocols um, if he wants to play against the Raiders. So I would think uh, if he fails, um, maybe Jairo or um, what Mark Nichols will come into the front row and I'd say Margot or Sale will come onto the bench, but um, it's only if he fails that HIA. So obviously uh, Latrell Mitchell's out until round 11. So it's moved Marshall. They've actually named the team the way that it played last week. Marshall's at six. Cody Walker's at one. Um, and Jackson Paulo's on the other one, on that, on that right wing. So pretty standard for them. Um, captaincy's vice-captaincy's in this one. Given it's um, vice-captain, uh, the first game, I'd say vice-captains. Um, not really interested in anyone from the Raiders for this. Maybe throw one on Tommy Starling if you have him and you don't really have any other options, but I wouldn't be wasting it this early on on, uh, on Raiders players. For the Bunnies, obviously, we've got Walker, uh, Benji, Reynolds, Cook, and Murray for me. Any uh, pickups uh, in this one, mate? Pickups for this one. I don't mind uh, Kolomatangi as a pretty, uh, I'd say I'd say a mid to low waiver. I probably wouldn't use a, a super high waiver on him given it's only a couple of weeks. That he's probably going to be having that spot. Um, well, he's probably got the spot locked down, but it's the Benji thing. Um, Cody Walker doesn't really use his his hard running edge back rowers. Benji does. So while ever Benji's at six, Colin is an option. Just have to see what happens after the the team goes back to normal. So um, that's about all I've got for pickups wise in this game. Probably don't mind CHN either. I've got him in my pickups this week as a high waiver because I don't see anyone on the bench who's going to take minutes off him. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I, I've, I don't mind it. I'll probably go mid waiver, but if, if you need a, a 2RF, then yeah, he's probably a good option. Um, Tommy Starling too, if he hasn't been taken, but he should be picked up in most leagues by now. Yeah, yep, nice one. Lukey, uh, Storm and Sharks, the early one on Friday. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, probably looking at a bit of a one-sided affair, this one, to be honest. Um, George Jennings won't take his place because he succumbed to that head knock. Tommy Eisenhuth goes to the centres, um, pushing Remus Smith out to the wing. Um, Pappenhausen's still another two weeks away, apparently. Um, the Storm's bench looks a bit odd. Uh, Nelson Asofa Solomon is apparently dealing with some concussion issues as well, so they've decided to go with uh, two backs on their bench. Um, all two utilities. I've got Harry Grant and Riley Jacks as well. So um, probably means big minutes for Brandon Smith this week, I'd say. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, for the Sharks, Wade Graham comes back from his head knock. Um, Aiden Tolman returns from suspension, and Will Chambers gets named to play his first great first game. Um, they've put the put the line through Josh Dugan. He's in the reserves. Um, Teague Wilson goes back to the bench and Billy Magulis heads to the reserves as well. Um, you're probably just looking at vice-captains at this point because it is the 6 o'clock game on Friday. 
and I haven't picked anyone from the Sharks, to be honest. Um, I don't see Will Kennedy getting the opportunities against the Storm side that he's had. Um, so if you've got a better vice-captaincy option, I'll probably pick um, them. If not, you could try Kennedy. But from the Storm, you've got Munster, Grant, Hughes, and I've gone Remus Smith. Uh, you could probably go Adokar too, to be honest, um, or Justin Olam as well. Um, as far as waivers free agencies go... Um, Tommy Eisenhuth, he's a dual center winger. He goes, uh, he goes into the the centers, which I mean, uh, yeah, you could look at him as a uh, as a free agency pickup. I wouldn't do too much more than that. Remus Smith on the wing, though, I think that's pretty juicy. So I definitely, uh, because it's possibly only a one week play, um, I'd probably only free agent for him. I don't think I'd waiver for him. Um, because he goes back to the centers and he goes back to 30s per week. Um, Tui Kamika Mika as well. Um, because they've got the two utilities on the bench, he's probably going to get some more minutes. Uh, and I've gone with Braden Hamlin Ueli. Um, if he's on waivers, I think picking him up, he's gone back to the bench and I think that's where he plays his best footy. When he comes on against second units, against tied. Um, defences. He seems to have that energy that can, you know, really penetrate and make a difference against the, the opposition. So, yeah, I, I think that if he's on waivers, he, he could be a one one to two week pickup. But also, if he does things by coming off the bench, let Nadam Tolman bash the hell out of the opposition, then, yeah, why not? Go for it. Yeah, fair call, mate. Fair call. But I've got the Broncos and the Titans from Suncorp on... Friday night and why do the, these Broncos keep getting these fucking prime time slots, man? Well, because of the viewers, mate. <laughs> it's a TV I don't thing. Care. It's, it's fucking viewers. What what are they viewing? Oh, they still like, tune in. <laughs> well, why? you know, to be fair, I'm going to watch a game. <laughs> so, and I don't support any of those teams. But you'd so. watch the game no, no matter who it was. Well, that's that's true, <laughs> but. I guess you know it's a they're a big market team, and so they've got to do it. They've got to, and that's that's the strategy is to have, uh, you know, a, a game in Sydney and a game in uh, in Brisbane, or a game in Melbourne and a game in Brisbane on the Friday night. So just just targeting the big markets. So it's kind of really symbolic, though, isn't it? It's that Brisbane can be coming off a wooden spoon year, a one win after seven games, and they'll probably still get more viewers than most of the Sydney teams. I'm you know pretty I mean? sure like, the Broncos get more viewers than Cronulla did in 2017 coming off the back of a premiership year. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's because Cronulla's in a... Base. Yeah, but Cronulla's in a, in a, in a city and, with nine yeah. other teams, mate. So. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I know the technicalities behind it all. I just can't... I just fucking can't fathom the Broncos playing prime time slots. Like, it's such ugly football. But what about the Bulldogs last year especially kept giving us getting the fucking four o'clock Sunday game? Even though they're doing shit. It's the same thing, man. It's just the, the supporter bases. It's, yeah, it's rubbish. But, I mean, Penrith have had to, you know, like all season last season, Penrith were getting the Saturday night games and the, you know, the, the six o'clock Friday games. And, the, you know, we, were, we weren't given that priority. We had to go through the season undefeated pretty much and grand finalists before they started giving us, you know, prime time slots. So... Yeah, it's, it's a tough slog for the smaller markets, but yeah, that's what it is. So, um, 7.55 on Friday night, showers in Brisbane on Friday. 
25 to 50 percent chance of rain um, throughout the day and then easing at night so it might be a bit of a wet track but not much rain predicted uh, at night time for the Broncos the uh, halves merry-go-round has continued um, but Jesse Arthurs comes into the centers which moves the needle not one iota um, Milford and Tyson Gamble is the fourth halves pairing in eight games for Kevy Walters who is looking more and more like he's just got no idea what he's doing. He's a 10-year-old driving a Hummer, basically. He's got he's out on the road, but he doesn't know where he's going, pretty much. Um, Lodge, Turpin, Haas. Jordan Ricky comes back in on uh, into the second row. Tavita Pangai and Pat Carrigan. Danny Levi on the bench. Looked okay um, on the weekend. Probably just needs to find his feet with a few more minutes for the Broncos. Uh, Flegler, Bullymore, Kennedy uh, for the Titans. Uh, Brimson, Don, Kelly, Sammy's back into the left centre position. Corey Thompson, Ash Taylor, Fogarty, Wallace, Rain, Fodawaker, uh still in the front row in Tino's absence. Uh, Proctor, Fafita and Peachy round out the forward pack. Um, Herman SASA comes onto the bench and Sam McIntyre uh, retains the last bench spot. And he looked pretty good, played 55 minutes on the weekend, had a line break and, and looked pretty handy. Still probably looking at vice captaincies and captaincy uh, vice captaincies in this one um, for the Broncos, maybe on Lodge, potentially on Lodge and Pangai Junior. Um, but for the Titans, you could definitely throw the VC on Brimo, uh, Corey Thompson, uh, uh, maybe Fogarty. If the score gets up there, he's probably going to be kicking goals. Um, could probably definitely go for feeder as well given his form in the last month and Peachy's not a bad shout too captaincies uh, you could probably go for feeder in this one if you wanted to and Haas isn't a bad captaincy shout if you've got no other options outside of or after those guys uh, in terms of pickups I don't mind Ricky if you're short in the uh, the back row I think that, you know he's kind of knocking out fairly consistent 50s while he was there so if you're short in the back row he's not a bad play there as well and I don't mind Milford I think he's got a bit to play for so if you're short in the 5.8s if you're in a 12 or or 14 man league definitely go and grab him I think uh, a lot's going to run through him so um, he's not a bad play and Phil Sammy's not a bad play this week as well so they're my pickups. The Titans could fucking mail it in and put in a shit performance. Yeah, you know, and maybe not lose. I don't know if they're going to lose, but you know, if the Broncos play like they did against Penrith and Titans play like they did against Manly, which you know, that's that's not the first time Titans have played like that this season. That's the problem with them. They're just so inconsistent and unreliable that this could be a lot closer than you think. It shouldn't be, but it definitely could be. Yeah, well, I agree. I, I don't. They only played like three weeks ago, so I don't see that'll um, the games will replicate each other. I, I, I strongly believe that the Broncos will come out with a bit to prove. The problem is that they've just got no quality in their edges and their outside backs. So that's where the Titans are going to go. Benny, Panthers and Sea Eagles, mate. First game on Saturday afternoon. So this is a game. That I will watch, even though I don't go for either teams. It's I want to see how Manly stack up against a decent side, so um, it's going to be an interesting one. So we're 3 p.m. at Carrington Park at Bathurst for this one. Um, weather looks 20 degrees and partly cloudy, but otherwise uh, should be all pretty sweet. No rain forecast, so it should be a good game. 
Um, Changes-wise, the only change for the Panthers is a pretty decent one. And um, as he was named in the reserves last week and only Edwards came through, so Appy Coruscant has been named to start back in that hooking spot, which means Mitch Kenny's dropped down to the reserves and Tyrone May keeps that number 14 spot. So I guess if need be, Coruscant can... um, May forego some minutes to May if they're, they're well up. Um, but yeah, uh, Coruscant has a big one to have back for the Panthers. It'd be interesting to see him back at full strength again with arguably a better uh, left edge than they had before uh, with Burton there. So as for the Sea Eagles, um, they're, they're unchanged as well. They beat the Tigers pretty easily uh, on Anzac Day. So it's good to see to see them name the same same 17 and no injuries and still Tommy Turbo his hamstrings intact and he's past that two week threshold now of where the the, uh, the injury risk is a lot higher so we'll see how the hamstrings hold up from here out so um, captaincy's vice captaincy's obviously Tommy is a big one um, you could probably throw the captaincy or vice captaincy on him um, as for the rest of the Seagulls probably only a VC on Cherry Evans and uh, maybe a VC on Schuster or Trebojevic. Um As for the Panthers, uh, happily throw a VC on Edwards, uh, VC on Burton, captaincy or VC on Luai and Cleary, um, a VC on Coruscant just because it's his first game back from injury, um, and then Fisher Harris as well for me. Um, pickups wise, uh, if Morgan Harper and Garrick haven't been picked up, I think. It's a tough matchup this week, but you probably got to pick them up and stash them for, for the better matchups. Um, for Penrith, I don't really have anyone anyone, anyone relevant should be taken. And um, if Olaka R2 is there, just keep an eye on him. Uh, it's a tough matchup this week, but again, um, you can you can pick up some manly players on a tough matchup and then just bench them until next week and see how you go. Um, that's about all i got for that one, boys. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? When, when we say to pick someone up, We've got foresight as well. We're looking at it down the track. Um, otherwise, we'll say it's a one-week play. If, if if we don't say it's a one-week play, then we're sort of looking at, hey, look, he might pick. You might pick up Oluwakatu this week. Um, obviously, Ciro's back on the horizon. He's coming back in the next two weeks as well. But you know, with all of our pickups, if they don't play well this week, that you pick them up, just sit on them for one or two weeks and just see how they perform because. Uh, look, as the way, look at someone like Tarek Sims. D-Lane, you drafted him. He had two really stinking weeks to start the season and has lit it up ever since. You know, so you've got to be patient with these guys. Uh, slow burn. Um, we're not, you know, these aren't pickups where we go, pick them up, put them into your starting side and they're going to change your team f- from the word go. Pick them up and sit on them because that's draft. That's the way draft works. If you haven't got that by now and you've played draft for a while, then recalibrate. Would that be a fair comment? Like, that's that's what you got to do with the waiver wire and free agency. You can't, you know, pick someone up and instantly think they're going to change your team. It's got to be a slow burn and sit on them and be patient. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and, look, I had high hopes for, for Tarek Sims when I picked him up, but I had five injuries in one week. I had to flick blokes, and he'd scored two, two 30s in the, in, the, in the week. So sometimes your hands are tied and, and you know, you can't afford to sit on players um, but, you know, that's also the way Supercoach goes too. You know, look what Benny was saying about Remus Smith this week as well. He's done pretty much fuck all all season. And then he actually, he, you know, he stumbles onto the wing because of a concussion and he lights it up. And Benny's been now uh, spruiking him all year. And it was the one week that he didn't kind of have him. So that can also be the way Supercoach goes as well. But patience is a virtue, especially when you're, when you're looking at waivers and things like that. So 
for sure. Loki, dogs and eels. You got your dogs again, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, but I've I've sort of avoided them a bit this year, so I'm not too uh, put off by having to to do this this game. Um, it's probably going to be uh, fairly one sided. I know the dogs put in a good effort against Cronulla, which sort of took everyone by surprise last week, and and good on them. Um, Cronulla come home fast, and I think maybe goal kicking in the end, and you know a few. I think they had. Uh, I was listening to it on the the call on the radio, and fucking Marwan Harodi. Can't hold he just the pill, kept dropping man. the ball. He just couldn't drop the. He couldn't hold the pill. But I think they had like four tries um, overturned or denied in the first twenty minutes or something like that, and that the the Bulldogs took advantage of their opportunity. So. Look good on the Bulldogs. They've got a win. Um, it'll probably be one of no more than three this season, but uh, uh, this will be a, a different prospect that the Eels and, and the Sharks were last week. And um, look, I, I, I think as uh, as far as changes go um, for the Bulldogs, Matt Doreen, Chris Smith have to pass concussion protocols. Um, Dallin Watini Zelezniak, who's a late withdrawal, he was hospitalised. He started training with the team this week. Um, and he is in the reserves. So I kind of expect that if he comes good, he will come back into that side somewhere, even if it's on the wing for, for Katoa. But uh, So keep an eye on that. So if that's the case, he's a, he's a pick-up late, especially if he goes to fullback. Um, uh, as far as eels go, the big one is Ryan Madison's back, but he is on the bench. Um, I don't know if he stays there, to be honest. I, I could see him definitely coming back into the... Uh, the starting side straight away and, and Papa Leahy sort of reverting back. But you never know. They've, they're carrying Hayes Dunster on the bench. And I don't know if that's because they're going to play him in the centres and move near Cora back to the bench. Unsure. But uh, I've got Madison. Obviously, I've waited about four or five weeks to play him after I traded for him while he was concussed. Um, so I'm a bit put off by that on the interchange bench. But I'm not going to worry too much about that. They're trying to re-sign him big time. They've actually prioritised him over Nathan Brown. So I don't imagine they're going to go, yeah, we want you at the future of the club, but we're just going to play you for 50 minutes on the bench. I think it's going to be, all right, he's passed his first step, which was playing New South Wales Cup. He had a blinder last weekend in New South Wales Cup. They're probably not going to play him for 50 minutes this week just to get his legs back underneath him. But I think long term, because he they look at him as a future signing for the club that he gets back to 80 minutes within the next couple of weeks. What happens if he cops another head knock in the next couple of weeks? Oh, they probably rule him out for the season, mate. And, I mean, what can they do? They're, literally, they probably go, if he cops another concussion um, that rules him out. Because the thing is, they can't just go, all right, you've got a concussion, you're straight away off. They'll, they'll make him undergo all the tests. But if it's something that rules him out for the game and he fails the HIA, they're probably just indefinitely just go right you're done no pressure just we'll just see the season out and you might come back for finals you know what i mean like the thing is man he's had a few concussions he's he's one of those boyd cordner jake friends he's like he's only a few head knocks away from if not one away from a um career ender really so yeah, yeah, and they're not struggling for replacements. I mean, obviously, Papa Lee's obviously doing good things, but you know they've also got Nia Cora in the centres there as well. Cardi um, had a coming out party last exactly. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're, it was Cardi's party. Fucking is it twenty seventeen again? 
Jesus. It was I mean, against the Broncos, though, but just yeah. just temper it. It was against the Broncos. Yeah. It was, you know? it was different, though. They gave him that edge. They took it off. They put Papa Lee in the middle and just yeah, gave him that did. edge. It just they fed did. him pill. Yeah. So. It was the kind of thing that saw him get drafted number one overall by the, uh, by the Dusty Hotels in 2016. It was, and I bet you, you looked at that and you were getting wood. You were firming. Every try, you were just yeah, like... Yeah, when, I say, when, that, when that you dude. say getting wood, go, getting a uh, two-by-four plank to take it down and just beat the fuck out of him with it because he was, <laughs> he was dog shit that season. So He was. He definitely nah. was. But, um, yeah, so I, I think you can start to throw captaincies out here. Look, I wouldn't touch anyone from the, um, from the Bulldogs with um, a captaincy option um but for the uh the eels for me i know that there's stars everywhere on this but if i'm just strictly looking at captains here i'm going guffo and reed marnie they're the only two that i would confidently put the captaincy on um and maybe papa lee but with Matto there, you just don't know what the minutes are going to be so i've actually made him a vice captain brown moses um and Maddo and um, Mike Acevo as well. Uh, other people that I would throw the vice captaincy on in this game. Yep, fair call. Um, pickups, obviously Cardi. Now, look, Cardi ain't going to get the minutes that he got on the weekend, um, Now, especially now with Maddo back. Um, but in a deeper league, I-, I think he's got a bit of a license to offload and ball play and do that sort of thing. So I could see him playing a bit of 13 and ball playing a bit there. Um so I'd pick up Cardi and just sit on him for a couple of weeks, see what he does. If if he comes in and plays forty minutes but gets you fifty points, cheering. You know what I mean? That's a really good pickup. And um a pickup that I got last week actually in um uh my best mate Meadows in there had him a couple of weeks ago and he got a double when he played me was Tom Opacic. But he flicked him to the waivers and I picked him up because I needed a plug and play center winger and he pumped out an eighty for me. So um, he's playing on the left-hand side, and, and generally left-hand side out, outside backs are the ones that you want to go for because most teams attack to their left. Um, so if Tom Opacic, I'd actually look at a low waiver for him because of it, the way that outside backs are centre wingers. I think that he's going to be in for a bit more meat throughout the season and, and opportunities. So I think that he's definitely someone that you could burn a waiver on if you shorten the outside backs. Yeah, nice one, Lukey. Very good, very good. I've got... Uh my beloved Knights up against the Roosters, 7.35 on Saturday up at McDonald Jones. Come uh, on, Crichton. Come on, Gustin. Turn up. Turn up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. So this play event is just... It's He's due. Great. It's, it's He's dreadful. due. Oh, it's He's dreadful. been knocking out 60s, but oh, no, we'll see what happens, man. I'm why? not hopeful and I don't care. But why Meadows? Do it with someone else. Why Meadows? Because Meadows is the only one who'll take the bet, mate. Everyone else is a cat. Oh, bullshit. You've just had other offers being put up on there already. And Yeah, but look what it took. And look at the disgusting filth that Meadows is pumping up on our thread as it's happening. He's basically just taking your dick out of your pants and just stroking it until you just shoot a load straight into his eye. It's bullshit. He's talking about... You being a bin, a head bin immortal, and all this crap. It's like, oh, he am, knows. Mate, that's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he knows that Crichton is going to be gift wrapped 
and hand delivered to him on a platter, mate. Oh, it's disgusting. But anyway, there's a game of footy at hand here. So uh, for the Knights, pretty much the same team that we rolled out last week. In fact, exactly the same team we rolled out last week. On the reserves is Lockie Fitzgibbon and Tex Hoy. Lockie Fitzgibbon might come onto the bench, but we'll see. Uh, for the Roosters, Tedesco has been named, but mate, there is no chance he's playing. Absolutely no chance he's playing uh, this week. And there's some talk around, uh, obviously, um, Joseph Sawali being named on the extended bench on the reserves uh, in case. But I would think Matt Ikevalu is very would be very rough to to not get that spot, um, given it's a winnable game for them. It's absolutely a winnable game for them without uh, even without um, Tedesco. So. Uh, the Roosters roll out the same squad as last week. Uh, obviously, Takiyaho comes back onto the bench, though. Sorry, the, the, the same 13 as last week. Takiyaho comes back onto the extended bench, and Verrill switches into the starting lineup. Um, you're probably looking at captaincy options in this one for the Knights. I'd be sticking with uh, Ponga, Clemmer, Braley, DSAF, and potentially Barnett. Frizzell's been doing really well this season as well, so if you didn't have any other options, you could look at him. Uh, for the Roosters, if by some miracle of God, Tedesco uh, actually plays, um, then you could chuck the captaincy on him. Um, maybe Brett Morris as well, uh, and probably Gussie Crichton as well. So pickups in this one. Oh, look, if somehow, uh, you know, Sawali or Ikevalu make their way into that side, I'd say they're a good shout um, for this one. I think uh, maybe Stafford Tower in deeper leagues if you're looking for a plug-and-play option uh, in this one. But that's pretty much it for this matchup. Nice. Uh, Benny, Warriors-Cowboys. Warriors-Cowboys um, at Warriors Home Central Coast, um, Gosford, 2 p.m., and they're 23 degrees and partly cloudy. So, again, good weather. Um, it's going to be a tough game to pick, actually. I, you know, Cowboys are on a bit of a streak, albeit the teams they've played haven't performed well. But um, the Warriors looked all right last week. And even though they got fucking pumped by the... You know, they, they still look like they'd hold their own against some lower teams. They just had to play the storm. Um, with changes, um, Togo Harris comes back in. He was out with a head knock last week. And David Fusatua returns on the wing as well. Um, Adam Pompey has also taken his spot back in the centres, so they're almost back to full strength in that back line. Um, so last week, as we saw, Tulvasashek put his hand up to go and play on the wing so that um, Reese Walsh could get a run at fullback, and obviously Walsh did a decent job. And um, Tulvasashek now is pushed back to his um, his spot at fullback, and, and Reese Walsh has taken. Um, Bailey Sirenen's spot from last week but it's um, Sean O'Sullivan's spot that, that he's kind of tied up there playing number six so be interesting to see how he goes defending a little bit closer in there he's not a big fella um, Reese Walsh so he's going to need some help there from his back rowers um, so just on that yeah two of us actually played 5-8 
in yeah, attack he did. Last yeah, game I did see that in attack. Yeah, and defended on a, on the wing. So I, I reckon it's going to be a straight swap. I reckon two of Arsashek is now just going to play out and out five eight, defend in the middle, like defend in the front line, and Reese Walsh is going to play fullback. So which makes Walsh even juicier that he doesn't have to do as much tackling because I reckon two of Arsashek's just like I'm a hardened NRL player. Like you look at the way he throws his body into those try savers that he that he does on the line, he can definitely make twenty tackles in the front line. There's no doubt about it. So oh, I would yeah, say that's 100%. the way it's going to go. It was pretty funny. It wasn't funny, but it was just like he's moved to the wing and just got absolutely dusted by Ado Car there on the outside. It was like oh, whoopsie, <laughs> probably not the spot for you, Rog. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the Cowboys, um. Jason Talmalolo has been named to make his return. He's been out for a while, so it'd be good for them to have him coming back. Um, that sees Lachlan Burr pushed down to the interchange and he um, replaces Mitchell Dunn, who's serving one match suspension. He, he took an early guilty plea after a crush tackle. Um, Jordan McLean is in the lineup. He, he played 21 minutes last week, which is a bit odd, So, but he's, he's moved into the starting lineup. And um, yeah, so Jordan McLean's taken that front row starting spot. So that's the only other change to the, um, the 21 man squad. For this week. Hey, so just on that, um, yep. he, he's a it almost seems like a blast from the past and not super coach relevant by any stretch of the imagination. But for the Cowboys, into the reserves this week comes David Bowen. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Dead set thought he was playing bush footy. Like, mm, probably, he's, still, probably was. he's still got a still got a contract, still still <laughs> running around <laughs> for Blackhawk to the ride. <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. I thought he was well gone, but uh, yeah, back in Still the reserve. Eh? So he, Javid, he 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 won't come in. I wouldn't think. Um, but yeah, interesting to see. Oh no, there. no. I just I just thought I'd bring that up because I thought oh, when I think Javid Bowen, I just think 2015 Grand Final for some reason. Like that's the era that it takes me back to with him. But oh, good on him. Still making an earning out of Still there. Still making yeah. yeah. Still making money. Um, Look, this game you're probably looking at captaincies given it's the second last game of the weekend. Um, Roger, uh, if you're really struggling, you could probably try and throw it on Walsh um, and see how he goes given teams probably haven't done a lot of video work on him as yet. Um, there's always that stigma around young fellas who come into the game and you know their first three or four games, they can blow teams off the park because there's not enough sort of video on the way they play. Um Tohu Harris, obviously, uh, for the Cowboys, probably only Valentine Holmes and oh, maybe Jason Tamalolo, but that's about all I've got. Pickups-wise, um, probably looking at at, uh, at Walsh as as a pretty high pickup, especially if you need him in the fullback role. The only thing is, this year, as opposed to other years, the fullbacks um, slot is is fairly plentiful. You can, there's some decent fullbacks out there. I know a few of them are injured at the moment, but um, but yeah, if, if you need a fullback there, he's fullback only, which is unfortunate. But Walsh is Walsh is definitely an option, especially if he, as Lukey says, he plays fullback and two of us check plays in the front line defensively. Then um, yeah, it's uh, he, he's pretty juicy. He's probably going to you're probably going to look at at least getting 60 out of him a game. He, he played a bit part on the weekend and still knocked out a 58. So. Um, and that is honestly about all the pickups I have this week for this, for this matchup. Yeah, nice one. Lukey, Dragons and Tigers. Yeah, the last game of the round, this one. Um, probably plenty of points in this one, to be quite honest. Um, so I think there should be some juicy matchups um, in this one here. 
Um, few changes on board. Obviously, the Tigers got their ass handed to them last week against Manly, so there was always going to be a few changes to be made um, by Michael Maguire in this one. Um, so just, uh, just pulling it up. Sorry, Dulane. Don't have to make you cut this shit out. Sorry, mate. My phone just fucking shit it out on me. The NRL app is fucking rubbish for this it shit. It does it, man. It does. It does. It does it. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's fucked. So with the the uh, changes, the Dragons obviously wel- welcome back Ben Hunt. Um, he comes back into the halfback spot, which is probably a welcome return for the Dragons because they did they've started to flounder a little bit. Um, is that three straight or two straight that they've lost now? Um, Dragons. Yeah. Two. Two straight, so yeah, they're not looking great. Both of the wingers from the weekend have obviously taken the early plea on those charges that they caught um, three in two weeks, prospectively. So Max Fearguy gets a call up, and he was a bit of a prospect that was touted to get one of the outside back spots in the preseason. Um, so Josh Kerr still gets that uh, edge spot, but Billy Burns came in late last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. Just as they, because uh, Griffin obviously was at Penrith when Billy Burns was given his given his start, I think. So I think he might be just trying to ease him into the the, the system at St George there. But I think long term, I reckon Billy Burns is probably the uh, preferred option there. For the Tigers, Joey Leilua comes back in. He was cleared of a broken thumb, and so he gets his spot back into the centres. Um, yeah, not sure what happens there if he gets put next to his brother again and they can just uh, provide the turnstile, the, 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 the Leilua turnstile like they did in the first few weeks of the season, but uh, it is what it is. Um, Yutikamano gets put back to the bench. Alec Twole goes right up front and Joao Hengawi comes back to 13 with Luke Garner being pushed to the edge. Um, you're only looking at captaincies in this matchup. Um... There's a fair few to go here, and I think there's no real solid captaincy option that you can rely upon here, but there's plenty of hit and hopes. Blokes who, if you're chasing points, if you're at the point, if you tried to go for the loophole and it didn't work out for you, this is kind of me because I have South, right? So I play the loophole with either Cook or um, uh, Latrell, and after that, I'm sort of... If neither of them come through, I'm then sort of looking at my other 60 average forwards, you know. And so that's what you could look at in this game. You've got Dewey for a bounce back, Dane Laurie and Luciano from the Tigers, um, as well as Nofa Luma, obviously, if you're chasing points. For the Dragons, I'd go Hunt, Sims, Dufty, or um, Andrew McCulloch. And you're throwing it on McCulloch because he's probably going to get you 60, and if you can generate some sort of try or... Um, line break assist or something like that then he pushes you up to 80 and you can salvage the captaincy from him there um, as far as pickups go um, look I don't even know if I can say Joey Leilua with any confidence to be honest I just the only reason that I looked at him is because centre wingers are just so bleak at the moment and there's so many coming in and out of sides and there's so many 20s and 30s that are being thrown up across the park by centre wingers. It's As I've said all year, you're just playing that carousel, aren't you? And you're just hoping that you strike gold with one of them and you can just sit on them. You know, Leilua's got offloads and stuff like that, but he's literally six missed tackles, which is really just a half a footy for him away from being back at, uh, at Reggie's. So, look, you could go Joey Leilua if you're in a deeper league. Joel Fangawi at lock. I think is a good thing. I like that. Um, 
If he can get a few minutes through the middle, I think base stat-wise, he probably pushes up around the 50-55 um, points mark. So I think he's someone that you could look at. Uh, and I believe he's dual front row, second row. And also, just for the same reason, as I just said, Leilua there, Max Fear guy. Um, you know, there was a fair few raps on him, so this is the game where he might actually show out. Uh, don't know if this is his debut or not, um, but if it is, you know, debut, debutants seem to come in for some meat. So, yeah, definitely throw throw a, a free agency pickup on him as your fourth centre wing option. But uh, that's about it for this match. Um, I'm not really seeing a hell of a lot more that I'd, I'd sink my teeth into. Probably actually a, uh, a notable change that I missed there was... Um, uh, oh, no, um, Simpkins has held his spot. So, yeah, that's... Um, that's probably bodes well for him for one more round, but I, I hear that there's not much confidence in him after the last two weeks, but, you know. They just re-signed him for a two-year deal. Yeah, well... He's got to run more. He's got to run more. Yeah. And yep. he's... He, and he's, he's a big dude, too. He's a lot bigger than, than you think. And, yeah, he's just not taking the line on. I, I found his service to be pretty slow, too. Yeah. He's got pretty... He, he, he doesn't have a quick pass to the halves, and it slows them down a little bit, too. So you might see Little back in there before too long. I just wonder, too, with halves, with dummy halves that come into first grade um, as debutantes and stuff like that, I find that their service is a bit ordinary, and I think it's more about being sure because the speed of the game's so quick and blokes are fighting so hard to get quick play the balls that they're just, it's about being, you know, get ball in hand, pass out in front, you know what I mean? Um, I think once he gets used to the speed, I reckon if you compare, if you watched a game like from his, from last week, and then you saw a game of his in round 24, I think the service will have got better because he's just acclimatised to the speed of the game and is a bit more sure of himself. I find that, you know, obviously I'm a bit of a dummy half myself, so I like watching the dummy halves that come in and, and that sort of thing. And I, I do find that a lot of new dummy halves are a bit unsure of themselves when they first come in, so it could be a symptom. Yeah, nice one. All right, lads, let's uh, sum up the, uh, the, the the TLT info and give us your, uh, your, your top pickups of the week. Benny? Um, it was pretty tough this week. Like, um, there's, there's a few going around, but for me... Probably Walsh is my top pickup, um, and then I don't mind Kalamatangi as well as another um, as another waiver, and because you're going to get another three weeks out of Kalamatangi at least, uh, putting up decent scores I believe outside Benji, um, and then free agency plays for oh sorry if Starling hasn't been taken and you need a hooker, a, a probably a low waiver free agency for Starling, and then a free agency play for Tommy Eisenhuth, and I don't mind that Max Figo call either, Lukey. That's um, I think up against the Tigers outside. Outside Lomax, he could be in for some meat. So, Lucky? Yeah, I've obviously got Reese Walsh. Now, there's a lot of good fullbacks going around, so most of your um, league has probably got a good fullback. Reese Walsh is someone that you're going to stash, and that is not going to be an auto-emergency nightmare for you because you'll probably come in for a minimum's 30-35 a game in a bad week. Um, and then, you know, towards the back end of the season when injuries start happening, when form starts to drop, you've got an asset. So definitely grab Reese Walsh now. Tommy Starling, I think that uh, he probably plays a similar role even with Josh Hodgson back. I think that um, Ricky's probably resigned to the fact that 
Starling has to be in that side. Um, one I didn't actually highlight on the Bulldogs-Eels match that I um, went over as a pickup was Corey Waddell. Uh, he did pretty well for you, Benny, on your bench last week. And as a lock forward, he seems to be getting his hands on the footy a bit more and creating a bit more. So he's someone I think that you can plug and play um, week in, week out for maybe a minimum 50-55. And if he can come up with a bit of... Uh, of an attacking stat, and I think that's what sort of gave him a little bit of an advantage there was that um, he he's willing to ball play, and he's actually looks like a pretty handy ball player. Um, yeah, he moves whereas, well. He's not an overly big guy, and I think no. he's just got a good good leg speed, and he moves well, um, and it can get him on the outside of people and create a little bit of space there. So I did watch some of that game, um, and he did look pretty sharp, really. Yep, and I also had Tommy Eisenhuth. Um, as a pickup, and I'll probably even throw C and K in there too, D Lane. Uh, you mean CHN or CNK? CHN. It's all acronyms. <laughs> they all fuck me up. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, fair call. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I just tried yeah. to keep it a little bit different to you guys because I think you, you guys are pretty much on the money with your picks, but I went CHN. Um, to, to start with, obviously, uh, there's a few Canberra forwards that have that are casualties over the last couple of weeks, so pick up the ones that are going to get long minutes. He seems to be one. Colin Matangi, agree with you, Benny. I think that uh, that obviously while Benji's still there, he's he's a good show. Um, and I think they're both waivers, uh, waiver pickups, uh, probably probably mid to low waivers. Uh, then free agencies, I. I you know, I'm getting behind my boy Milford. I think he, especially in uh, deeper leagues, grab him. I think he's probably going to be pretty consistent. And he was before they dropped him. I mean, he was averaging over 50. So, I mean, it's not a bad... It's it's. I don't think it's a real risky play to go and pick him up as a free agent. Remus Smith, definitely against Cronulla this week. And Tui Kamakamika starting at lock in place of uh, Nelson Sofa solomona I think is a pretty good pickup as well. You could probably also throw Corey Horsburgh in there. I think that's some point he probably gets rotated through the starting pack he had 50 off the bench on the weekend which i think is pretty pretty solid as well so uh yeah there's a few there's a few good options there this week do you want to talk about our trade there d lane yeah yep yeah. so um I'm, I'm i'm pretty stoked that i actually gave up legitimate players and now that you're having a fucking fire sale, can I just throw that in there <laughs> you don't play events with everyone and i think my words were I want to make this legitimate because I know that there's blokes that, uh, oh, look, I've had a bit of a checkered pass uh, in terms of super coach uh, protocols and, and things. So I wanted to, to make sure it was all above board. So I've given up legitimate players. I've been on the search for a 5'8 all season because I obviously drafted Milford and now with Pappy going down, um, I, I managed to pick up Benji Marshall last week. So I thought I'd go with you for Dewey. We've been trying to make that happen for a couple of weeks. Uh, so I offered, I was hoping that Sam Walker had a good game on the weekend so I could shop him high. So it was pretty much a case of me um, selling high uh, and buying low from you because I got, so I traded you Sam Walker and Ben Hunt. Uh, in return, you've given me Harry Grant and Adam Dewey. So uh, look, you know, I'll probably win that trade on potential, obviously with Harry Grant being a, being a uh, you know, top first round pick but he's still not starting and obviously had a pretty poor game on the weekend and so did Dewey. Um, Sam Walker had a great game on the weekend um, so I've, I've, I've obviously sold him high and Ben Hunt 
started the season great. Uh, Lukey, you and I have talked a couple of times. I was a little bit unsure about how he would go coming back. I think it's, you know, from a fractured leg. I was a little bit funny about it, so happy to move those guys on. Uh, put the trade up on our socials uh, during the course of the day. Um, and so our followers have basically got behind my side of the trade, um, saying that they believe that I've won the trade. I think it's a little bit closer than what a lot of people think, but 64% said that I won the trade. Um, but, you know, Benny, if you you know if you know um, stop throwing your toys out of the cot and you actually start super coaching, I wanted to make sure that you had a couple of players that were usable um, um, and didn't just feed your bullshit. What our followers don't understand is I don't give a fuck. I know, and I didn't put that context in, <laughs> obviously. Well, I reckon they probably know after tonight. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, I, could, I couldn't yeah. give a fuck anymore. I've, my season's that's, that's, over, mate. Like, I'm okay with it. I don't care. D-Lane, how do you feel now that you could have fucking bought him a meat pie and bought him an ice break and he would have given you half his fucking side? I, oh, I already well, told him I'd give him those players, mate. He didn't have to trade well, me for it. And th- this, is, this is the thing, right? So that's one thing that's pissed me off because now that everyone's jumped on board the... Uh, um, the Benny loser train um, and started picking at his carcass I'm kind of like well shit I was just trying to do the right thing and actually um, uphold the uh, the fabric of the comp which is not great to start with um, and now I'm like oh shit I didn't have to give up anything I could have given you Sam Walker and got Dewey and, and Harry Grant but I would have been copping it all year about uh you know, not not going about things the right way. But there would have th- been a there would have been a call of collusion for sure. Oh fucking oath, there would have been a call of collusion, and that's what I was trying to avoid. And now and now I'm, I'm looking at Meadows on our thread, trying to trying to um, you know sugarcoat the fact that you know oh yeah look I can't deny value and Benny's you know he's just trying to be a revolutionary and all this kind of shit. I'm like fuck. He's off. trying to make out like he's a fucking the loser out of all of that. Yeah. It looks like he's he's like oh but you know I could stand to lose Tarek Sims. Oh fuck off, idiot. Yeah, you don't exactly. know how much pleasure I'm taking in the fact that I've just tilted everyone in the bin. So it's, it's making me more happy than the fact that I'm getting player bets involved. Well, like, tell, tell me this though, Benny. If after this round you've got Sims and Crichton, and then maybe you do another player bet halfway through the weekend and get somebody else, all of a sudden your team's going to be okay. Are you going to sack up and start doing your team again or are you just going to start oh, I've been, I've been doing my team but there's just not a lot I could do with it man like I've been changing my players around I got unlucky on the weekend with my bench going higher than some of my other players but I was like well uh, there's not a lot I can do with it our, our, our league doesn't trade like it's so hard to get trades through on on our it in is, our league, man. It is, it is and so fucking hard. Every and, and I'll, I'll piggyback. Year. I'll piggyback on that, Benny. I, I agree because it's all good. Like we sit here and we preach about if you have a play, if you have a gun player, but the rest of your team's not performing, turn the gun player into something else. But if you're in a, a league like ours where blokes don't trade. Um, it's very difficult to do that, and Benny, unfortunately, you're in a dry spell where you're not winning a lot. Um, and the difference is, is that with Googs last year, where he was, he went fifteen and uh, one and fifteen, I should say. Blokes were throwing trades at him for David Fafita, but he didn't want to know about it. Whereas you're throwing trades out at blokes, and they're not wanting to know about it. And I mean, it's early in the season, yeah. And normally our comp starts to get a bit more. Um, fluent in trading in the back end of the year, but it does make it hard. And look, I'm not supporting the throwing the toys out of the cot because you know that's 
each to their own, but I understand your frustrations is when you keep throwing trades out and blokes are just like, nah, I'm not ready to trade yet. It's not trade season. Like, trade season for them is rounds 18 to 21. Yeah. That's trade season for a lot of our comp. And it's unfortunate because blokes don't have that foresight, but we're hoping to instill that in our listeners that, you know, get out there, turn your sides around if it's not performing the way that you want it to. Make a change. And, and you know what? If it doesn't work out for you this season, well, then you it's knowledge. It's equity. It's its it, its things that you can learn from. But if you don't trade, how do you know what market value is? How do you know what your team can do? How do you know whether you've made the right or wrong move if you don't make a move to start with? So Would that be fair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And- this is and to my point, right? So obviously, I got I got a couple of offers for Sam Walker um, over the course of uh, just before we did our trade, Benny. And here's what I got offered. So I'm the papi owner, the little papi owner. So I'm lose. I've lost him for a couple of weeks. I got offered Will Kennedy straight swap for Sam Walker. Dubious to start with because pff, what what am I going to do with Kennedy after Pappy comes back? And I explained that to the person who traded, who offered it to me. And I said, I need CTWs. Guess what I got offered? Straight swap for Sam Walker. Xavier Coates. Well, Xavier Coates. And this was, did you just, did you, and I know who the person is that's done this. Did you just write back to him? Why did you even bother responding, mate? I didn't write like, anything back. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Xavier Coates. You know what? He's done. He's done well there because I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I thought it would be a little bit better than Xavier Coates, but he's even gotten. Benny's 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 out. He's fucking smashing shit at the moment. He's got the mic on mute. I reckon just kicking shit going. These fucking cunts are fucking useless, mate. This is the thing. So so, I've got Isaiah Papali'i right, and we've spoken for weeks now and in our own chat for the podcast and that about selling Papali'i high because at the moment he's averaging 84. If I tried to sell him high, all I would get would be a 60 average back rower in return or something like that and someone off the waiver. That would be all I could get. I would not get two two players worth keeping for Isaiah Papali'i in our league. No, I don't think you would, mate. I don't think you would. So, um, yeah, who knows, mate? Maybe this pays off. Maybe it doesn't. Oh, don't know. It's going we'll to be pretty fun for the weekend anyway. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> I find it funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hilarious. I'm laughing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's probably enough of that chat uh, tonight. Thanks for dropping in, uh, everyone out there. So, obviously, catch us on our socials throughout the course of the week. And I must uh, I must apologise. Obviously, we didn't have a hell of a lot of activity last week on the socials. I was, uh, I was away for work, so I didn't get a chance to pump too much stuff up there. But that'll change this week. So, catch us over on Twitter at HeadbinNRL and then over on Instagram at HeadbinPodcast. So, uh, lads, that's all from me for tonight. All right. Cheers, boys. Take it easy. Go, Gusty. Come on, Gussie. Just do it for the fucking bin. (sighs) All right, we're out. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We're done.